This episode of The Listening Studio is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash listeningstudio and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening right away. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash listeningstudio. Well, here we are at the start of season three of The Listening Studio, and I'm really excited to be sharing more amazing stories of our LGBTQ community with you in 2020. I'm Ken Young, and this is The Listening Studio. those of us who are able to find our passion in life and follow it, it doesn't matter how much money we make. The experience and its reward is one of the most fulfilling things in life. My first guest of the season is someone I've followed for a few years now. Like me, Jake Walker shares a love of broadcasting. He works in radio, owns his own digital marketing company, and he's a positive influence in the Colorado Springs community. He joins me by remote from the 98.9 Magic FM studios in Colorado Springs. 98.9 Magic FM. FM. <laughs> Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. You grew up in Colorado Springs, right? Right up the street. I moved down the street and then across the street. And I moved to Denver for like four or five months and I moved right back. Really? Uh-huh. Was Denver too big? Yeah, it was too big, too much traffic, and th- you lose that personal touch that you have down here still. That's going away down here, sadly, but, sure. you know, walking by and smiling at people and those little small town things I like. And you have your own little media company that you started. I do. CS Local Media. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do real estate, photography, videography, and creative and strategic local media. So it's good that Colorado Springs is growing so that you get more clients. How's business? It's going great. I had my first year um, in business. I started in October of 2018 and uh, made more than I thought I would the first year, which was great. And uh, just planning for another successful 2020, I guess, going forward now. Congratulations. Thanks. When did you become interested in broadcasting? As soon as I could speak, really. Honestly, I uh, was in the car seat repeating, you know, radio commercials, trying to be a radio announcer myself since I was little. I remember when I first discovered Sound Recorder on a Windows computer. And then that night I had a whole list of radio shows done already saved. And I I mean, since I was very little, yeah, I've always wanted to be on the spotlight in TV or on the radio, behind the scenes. I was the same way. I had this little recorder as a kid and I would go around interviewing my family and I would just play it back as a little radio show for everyone. I loved everyone's reaction. And that's that's when I fell in love with radio. Did you have any favorite radio personalities? Goose and Romy on Magic FM, the station that I'm at now, grew up listening to them and Danger Dean, uh, looked up to him a lot as well. Dan Hardy, a uh, couple of names, Buzz Corona jump out at me as well. I was always drawn to the older radio DJs like Gary Owens and Wolfman Jack. 
but it took me a while to realize that radio isn't like that anymore. DJs are more personable. I think that's what I had to learn how to do for the longest time. And that's what was hardest for me is I was always trying to sound like this announcer or sound like this official person. Yes. And now what works best is literally just cracking the mic and and being yourself and raw, completely raw. When you want to not post that or take that down, no, you leave it up and you let the world do what they want with it. (laughs) Exactly. Because people can tell when you're faking it. Right. Your personality comes across as very personable on the radio. You're just yourself. Uh, What's been working best is just getting back to myself. And it took me forever when I first started going through my contract negotiations here to think of what I wanted to go by and what name I wanted. And I chose to go with my name, Jake Walker, uh, because I just wanted to be myself and, and just be completely raw and not really try to fit inside any particular box, but just say what comes out of my mouth without thinking about it too much and hoping it's good. And it's been working really well. I like that. Not a lot of personalities do that. They tend to go with an alias. I figured if someone wants to hurt me and find me, they will find a damn way, whether I'm called Jake or Susie. I don't know. (laughs) I was really shy when I was younger. I, I, I still can be, but I've always liked that radio allows you to be this person on the air, but the listeners don't see you. I feel more comfortable with the microphone being this curtain between me and the listener. Is that the same for you? Oh, there's definitely an appreciation for the luxuries of being able to roll into work in my pajamas if I want to. Um, Once I went from radio into television, though, I learned real quick what a luxury that was and how it is. It's in the same industry, radio and television, the same degree in school, but the industries are completely different in so many ways and so similar in so many ways. But You'll see some anchors that'll have the suit tie up top and then the board shorts below because they're comfy, you know? Uh, No one sees you below the waist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you had on-air TV experience at a young age uh, as well, right? Yep. I started in radio, and then once I kind of got bored here, I was not even 19 years old, and I had already been in radio for three years. I decided, let's go into TV. That's next. And did that and just, whew, that's a, it's a different breed. And uh, they were always saying, Jake, you're too happy. You're talking about a murder behind you. And you're like all giggly. <laughs> so it just really wasn't for me. Did it, yeah. enjoyed it, had fun. Glad to be back in radio, though, for sure. Do you have a little bit of a fan base? Fan base? Man, I wouldn't call it that. No, I have some really awesome folks that have always supported me through my journey from radio to TV to owning my own business, this or that. And Imagine some people recognize you out and about on the street, though. That does happen uh, at the dog park a lot. Um, The grocery store, obviously, I still get folks that come up and want to give me a news tip. Uh, Since, you you know, you don't see me when I'm on the radio, people recognize me more from being the old news guy. That's funny. (laughs) Did you have a coming out experience? I did, yeah. When I was 13 years old, I pretty much just uh, wrote it down in a book. My parents saw that and they happened to go through that book and they're like, yo, what's this? <laughs> we talked my dad, you know, was a little hesitant at first and 
said, well, let, you know, let, let me know in, in a while. You're 13 years old. You might not really know. And so then at 18 years old, I let him know that <laughs> dad is not a phase. Yeah. And he says, okay, love you, son. So, <laughs> so, well, so what? Pretty much like you're my son, be a good person. So I had it really easy. I know a lot of folks coming out stories aren't, aren't that pretty. Um, yeah. But I, I was truly blessed to be in a loving and accepting family. Absolutely. I was very lucky as well. I was just reminded that my first experience with a guy was actually in Colorado Springs. <laughs> Thankfully, it was, a good ex- it was a good experience, though. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in Colorado Springs, was the city of Denver a positive influence on your life? Yeah, since I was little, that was the coolest place. If we were going to Denver, there was an adventure to be had, and that was everything. Um, moved up there and moved right back. I mean, the grass wasn't always greener. Call me crazy, but I love my little town down here. It's, yeah, you know, contrary to popular opinion, I guess, that we're this ultra-conservative, hateful town. I've never seen that side of this city. I've never experienced that side. Thankfully, I know I'm lucky, but I do love it here. You know, it's just it's home. Do you feel like you have a responsibility to be visible as an LGBTQ role model? I don't think anyone has to be open about their sexuality or things like that. But I don't think anybody should be ashamed to. I do, though think it's really important just because when I'm watching TV or listening to a song and you hear about him singing about her, you kind of feel left out after a while. I'm sure you know all of this man and woman, man and woman stuff. I want to be that person to say, hey, I'm different. I'm like you. And you don't need to feel like that's an anomaly or, you know, you're an outcast or you're weird. There's people in the mainstream media that are just like you. And you have a very positive attitude. At least you present yourself that way. Obviously, you don't always feel that way. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> physics. What goes up must come down for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. I'm no scientist. I'm a radio DJ, but I understand that concept and I apply it to my daily life with everything. I post something or I say something over the air. There's going to be someone that loves it. There's going to be someone that hates it. And there's going to be a full spectrum of everybody in between. So, you know, just kind of try to be a good person, put the good stuff out there and let people think and interpret it however they want. On those days when you're not feeling it, how do you get yourself into that positive mode? Luckily, it's easy for me when I get to go on the air every day. I still get, you know, not as bad, but those those little butterflies right before you go on the air, you know, they I don't sweat out my palms like I used to, but you still get that little bit of a thrill. And that's something I've always done radio and communications and broadcasting as a hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's something that just naturally puts me in a good mood, kind of fake it till you make it, you know, and sometimes I'll find myself by the end of a show. I'm completely fine. When I started, you know, it, it puts me in my happy place. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you allowed the flexibility to throw some of your favorite songs into the rotation while you're working on the on the air? Oh, yeah. You know Miss Fergie <laughs> Ferg is going to make her way up in there some way, somehow. What are some of your favorite songs? Sweetie, My Type is my jam. 
I don't know if you can hear it playing in the background right now. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's that's got to be my favorite. We just did a softball fundraiser and we all had a song that we could pick. And that was my song going up to the plate. <laughs> Everyone did rock music. And then I was the one that was like, hey, <laughs> and I actually did hit the ball. Little things like that make a huge difference. <laughs> well, we all have the desire to fit in somewhere, especially in the LGBTQ community. In the digital world, where we're being bombarded so much with other information from our, our friends and others in the community, we all have to work a little bit harder to stand out and, and be different. Do you think that's a good thing? I do think that's a good thing. Uh, I think that we look at the mainstream media and ideas of what life should be like, and we kind of force ourselves to try to fit in that box. And with you know, the millennial generation being okay with being different. They are, they, I should say, we are about not sticking in that certain mold and being ourselves, being true to ourselves. So I think finding that identity is something that's really, really important for mental health for someone because that's how you have your pride and your identity based on that. And sure, we can identify by our sexual preferences, our gender identity. But I think that there's more that we can identify by past who we like to sleep with and who we are underneath the clothes, underneath the skin. And, you know, being known for the things that we do, for the accomplishments that we achieve, for what makes us happy, what makes us different. And that difference is what I think a lot of people may struggle to find, um, but when you do, you know. And when you start to find that piece of you that you can identify by and be proud of and really hold at your core value, it's, at least for me, it made a life or a light and day difference mm-hmm. uh, just for my mental health and figuring out, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I identifying with who I feel like I am, someone I can love and understand. Be different, be weird, be you, and don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think with the older generation, they may feel a little bit left behind in this digital world, or they feel like they can't keep up, or it's harder for them to be seen. Uh, just something that I, I feel is something we should consider in this day and age. You also do a little bit of community work. What have you done outside of the station? Just, I don't like being bored. So I like to go do things and experience stuff. Um, Got to uh, start on the board of Springs Equality, our local pride center. Um, After the other local pride center shut down, they started that as kind of a virtual Pride Center, that was for a few years doing the 501c3 thing and learning so much about that. A lot of uh, sweat and uh, energy went into to that organization. So that was great to be able to give back um, in that sense. And then just giving a voice to everyone else that's trying to get back. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel over here. I'm just trying to get the message out, get those points across and, and put those good vibes out there, whether it be as simple as a funny post on Facebook to maybe something more thought provoking, uh, towards the daily when I'm on my show, just saying, Hey, I'm here for you. 
life sucks sometimes and it's going to be okay. And if you're depressed, you're not weird. You're normal. And uh, I think speaking to those who don't feel as appreciated or understood is something that where my forte is at and trying to connect with the misfits, with the underdogs and let them know they're just as special as anybody else. There will always be a need in the community for physically helping out at events or community centers, human to human contact. But um, I also like to think that help and inspiration can also come from the radio or online or, or video chat or text. Exactly. I mean, I'm not the most physically blessed to want to go out and and do a lot of heavy lifting. But if I can do uh, the public affairs show, Our Town, that airs on six of our Cumulus radio stations and, you know, connect a listener to a nonprofit or an event that is doing some good and, and helping kind of be the middleman or the wingman to make that relationship. That's what I love to do. Well, I very much respect your positive attitude and outlook and all that you do in making someone's day just a little bit better through your work on the air. And I have a few wonderful friends who are in radio, and I'm blessed to add you to that list, Jake. Cool. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. I appreciate it. Sweet. Yeah, anytime, anytime. 